Well, hello out there in podcast land, and welcome to bizcastonline.com, an ongoing series of business informational podcasts created and produced by SCORE Naples. SCORE is a national organization with over 320 chapters around the country that provide free and ongoing business advice from highly experienced mentors committed to helping you succeed. We at SCORE Naples provide mentoring in every field and industry imaginable, whether you're a startup, a new business, or an ongoing business. Today we're going to be speaking with Ernie Dorso, a retired publisher who now works in law enforcement at the age of 74 years old. Ernie decided to join and train at the Deputy Sheriff's Academy in the state of Florida in Fort Myers when he was 65 years old. He's still active on the streets of Naples, dealing with interesting and sometimes very challenging situations. Ernie, why? That's my question. Why? It's a good question. I backed into it, we were talking before, I did back into it, um, from volunteering in the schools, meeting the deputies, there was a need. Um, I was always curious about law enforcement, not enough to quit my job and, and, and you know, go and make it a career, but you, know, you pass by a situation, you see some officers are dealing with some people and whatnot, and you often wonder, what's going on in their mind? What's being discussed? What are they talking about? What's, what's mm -hmm. the end result of this? So I had this curiosity. But I didn't know where it was going to take me, and I didn't know, quite frankly, what was going to be in front of me. What led up to you making this decision at age 65 to become a deputy? What was your background? Uh, I'm an old Vietnam grunt, publishing for you know, many, many years, um, enjoyed it. Uh, there was a time uh, you know, to go on. I was 65, and I knew I wasn't going to retire and just... I don't play golf, I play tennis, I don't even do much of that anymore. But I think it, it, it was brought upon when I was volunteering these last, those last five years um, in elementary school with uh, math, reading, reading comprehension. And I got to know some of the deputies because some of the kids I dealt with were not going to be the valedictorian. And one thing led to another. They suggested that they were so short, why don't I join them. And I thought, you know, there's no way. I'm too old and uh, I've had my adventures. But I went and spoke to one of the chiefs and quite frankly he said, hey, if you can get through it, we have no problem. Um, so I went through the initial process, which was much deeper uh, than I thought it would be. I got appointed to the academy, which meant that the sheriff's department paid for it. A lot of people at the academy go on their own volition. Uh, they'll, they'll get their certification, and then they have to find a job somewhere in the state of Florida. So I was very fortunate that the sheriffs had actually appointed me. Uh, the first day they handed it, it, at the academy, they handed me a book. It was about two inches thick, and it was a rather large book. And I opened it, and it was all constitutional law and case studies. And they notified me that's the first of many written tests I will be taking. I hadn't taken a test in probably 100 years. And I looked at this book and I went, there's no way I'm going to pass this. <laughs> and I had crib notes all over the house. I had my wife helping me. I'd go to the library and study. And I eked out an 80. 80 is the minimal passing grade. Uh, then we had, we went through uh, first responders from the standpoint of, because we usually were first on the scene, so we can identify 
to some degree, to a very limited degree. We're not EMS to any extent, but we have a lot of capability. We have a lot of equipment in our cars that if someone is in real dire stress, we can help them. Um, so you go through that, and again, written tests, and written tests upon written tests. And I realized that if I studied, I could get through this, right? Uh, and then you go on to the physical part. You do about four months of that, and then you go on to the physical part. And um, that was taxing. That was taxing. Um, I never thought about quitting, but there were times I did wonder why I was doing this. You know, it's like, why am I doing this? Uh, and then it sort of stuck in my craw that I'm going to finish this. I don't care what happens. And I was, I was getting beat up. I really was, you know. Uh, and then lo and behold, you know, you graduate the academy and you think you're a cop, but you're not. You, now you have to do four months, it's called FTO. You go on the street with a uh, certified deputy, who's an experienced deputy. You're running the car, you're, you're handling the radios, you are the first person to, of contact with regard to whatever the situation is. You're evaluated every day under law. I should have brought a sheet with me, and I'll show you how many, everything from how you address your uniform to your presence uh, to do you do you have confidence? Are you reaching for a weapon too soon as opposed to trying to work it out in other ways? Um, and the other part is that when you're responsible for the car and when you're talking in codes, you make mistakes. I brought this in just as a visual for you guys. These are just my signal codes. Uh, but it goes on and on and on. Now, now this is disposition. So let's say I did a traffic stop, that's a signal 75, and I wrote you a warning. Well, I'd close it, 10-8, show that I'm available, and I would close it whiskey. It meant that I wrote a summons. If I closed it hotel, I wrote a warning, a written warning. If I close it hotel, I wrote a summons. Hmm. And 10-8 means I am now off that call, and I'm available for my next call. But during that process, you have three to five minutes. If they do not hear from you after you initiate a call, I get a 1013, that's a safety check. I can tell them 104, which would hold my check, don't cancel my checks, or I give them 22, which will cancel my checks. They no longer have to worry about me. So now, you don't know any of this stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've made many, many mistakes. Uh, I still make some, not as many as I used to. Uh, most, uh, most of the things that we do are consistent, uh, a lot of the these things will very rarely address. So I go on the street and I realize that I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, I've gotten thank yous. I've gotten hugs on the street. Um, most situations are not dangerous. Uh, most situa situations uh, evolve around the fact that someone, a basically good person, did a dumb thing today. Well, you know. And there are people, of course, that are going to resist your authority. And um, you, have, there are the, you, you, you do have situations where you go hands-on. But after it's over, it's over. It's back to serve respect. We treat people with respect. Don't let the badge or the tin hang too heavy. And if you approach it that way, um, I've had very few problems on the street. So. Uh, and I've had some great trainers, I have great partners, um, but it, it's satisfying. You can come home and, you know, you've actually done some positive things for people. 
if you approach the job. And I'm going to tell you, in eight years, almost eight years, and I've, I've done a lot of different things in this department, um, across the board, deputies have been caring. I've never seen any incidents of, I've seen violence, but when it's over, it's over. Process has worked. We have a lot of very good people out there. We need more. Um, the continuing education, I don't think people realize how much training. Uh, you're constantly training. You can not, because I have 30, 30, found, 30, almost 35 pounds of equipment on me when I'm on the street, or even in the school, because I'm responsible for the safety of that school. Everything that I wear, I have to constantly qualify on and keep up, uh, keep up on constitutional law. So it's a continuing education. And as you do it more, like anything else, you get better. And do you, you get discouraged? Yeah. I'm giving you a real long answer on this. That's um, a perfect answer. Keep um, going. But someone asked me the other night, and they said, oh, Ernie, you get a lot of subpoenas. I said, eh, I get a fair amount. I get it if I have another one now. And um, I said, doesn't that discourage you? I said, well, you know, the thing that discourages you is that the subpoenas that I invariably get are from incidents, it's often arrest, obviously, right? Where I actually wrote it, I went to a lesser crime. I, I have a certain amount of latitude when, you're, when, when, when you uh, address a situation or an incident. Uh, and you, after you interview people, you sort of, even if it was a bad incident, uh, and it's over. Uh, and I didn't. They had just gotten out of jail and a series of other things and whatnot, and I didn't want to load them up, but I can't walk away from it, okay? And the mother comes, and I get a big hug in the street, and a thank you, and you're not going to take them to jail today. We, we, we have the, um, the option in certain cases of giving what is called a notice to appear. You're under arrest, but I'm going to release you on your own recognizance. I'm going to get your court date right now. I fill out the papers right there on the court, right? I might unpound your car and whatnot, but you're not going to jail today. And unfortunately, those are some of the ones that come back as, you know, uh, but that doesn't mean you can't stop doing that. I mean, it gets a little, it gets a little discouraging. Um, I haven't lost yet. Now, this is a fascinating new career, new world. Do you feel that your background in business prior to this has been of any benefit or no benefit or negative even to your work now? No, benefit, I would think. Um, if you're responsible for sales, you're responsible for profits, um, there are certain disciplines and there are certain ways you motivate people to hit those goals and you keep on you know, putting those goals a little further out. You, you break up territories, you reduce their account load, but you still expect and demand the same level of production on maybe less accounts. It makes you work harder. I think those things have helped me. Yeah, I definitely do. I, I really don't get upset. I don't, I, I don't, I don't have much emotion out there. I, I really don't. Is that you or is that a universal trait in your fellow deputies? Yeah, yeah, it's universal. Yeah. Is it something that you're trained for, or is it just the personalities th that they pick? I think it's personalities, because there isn't any training uh, specifically for that. We don't have that type of training. So I think it's more in the personalities. I think that, first of all, um, there's a great deal of, you have to trust your training. Something goes down, you don't, you trust your training, you know, uh, number one. Number two, you have to trust your partner. 
and you know you have to be aware. I know my limitations. At my age, I'm not what I was 10, 20 years ago. There are limitations, so therefore I'm, I'm not going to do certain things. But that doesn't mean I'm going to take anything either, you know. We just switch to what we have to do, what we can do. Um, no, I think, it, I think it definitely has helped me, yeah. Yeah, there seems to be a, a distinct correlation between the way you would perform in business and the way you would possibly be performing as a deputy. Yeah, because you remember, 90% of the time you're dealing with people that have medical emergencies. You're dealing with people that perhaps a, a husband has walked on. I mean, it's a domestic, but it's long past. They're already gone, and you're just trying to find a way to help this person. Um, you're dealing with a, a person on the street that's homeless. You know, you say, you know what, I'll give you a ride. I'll take you over to St. Matthew's, you know, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Um, so those are, the, those are the things you can do. And, I, and as I said, across the board, I think that as, as a, and I get information from other departments, various sites and whatnot, and some of the problems that they have, some of the incredible mistakes they make. You don't see those mistakes here. You know, and I mean, you would know because the newspaper would certainly, and rightly so, they would jump on them. Um, I think we're very, very fortunate with this department. I really am, yeah. Let me turn the situation around a little bit. Are there things that you have learned or are learning from your work as a deputy that you think would be very beneficial and helpful for you if you were now going back into business? Yes. What? Yes. That's funny. I was telling my wife about that. I says, I'm, I'm calmer, much calmer than I ever have been. Um, I have more confidence. I'm more tenacious. I think the key word is tenacious. I've always been curious, but maybe not tenacious. Now I'm more tenacious. I think that would have been, a, yeah. I would have probed the probing. Remember, a, a, a simple traffic stop is an investigation. People don't realize that's an investigation. Then um, you'd have, from simple traffic stops, I would say maybe 10% what I've done wind up in some type of, um, of, of a crime. There's a crime there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Would there be any philosophies or words of wisdom that you've learned as a deputy that you might recommend for people who are thinking of going into business? That, that's a good question. And I have been with small businesses and large businesses. And the, and the, um, the business models are totally different. Totally different. Uh, you have to approach that. You have to have, wear many, many, and I like wearing a lot of hats, so I never really won. I started out actually with Westinghouse Broadcasting TV. I was on their management program. I didn't like it. I left it. I went to publishing. Um, it was big. It was very, very established. Then I realized when I got into publishing in smaller companies, I had more control over that publication than the publisher of Time magazine. Because the published Time magazine was actually just—he was the best salesperson, right? And hopefully, I was our best salesperson too. But my responsibilities and my uh, my impact was much more. So I think that if what I've learned now uh, would have benefited me, definitely. Uh, also, I learned a lot about people. You learn a lot about people if you just if you stay out there, you know, and and you make yourself available, and you show the if you show the flag, uh, 
you, that means you stay stay very visible. You're not only deterring crime. You are inviting conversation with the public. And I love it when the public come up and talk to us. That's a good thing, you know. We have, we're establishing a relationship, which will be like we are in the schools. Um, I've been teaching as a deputy in the schools now for seven years. So I'm I'm what is called. We have a youth resource bureau um, that we have a deputy in almost every school, and they're very very proactive. I have two elementary schools that have a deputy. Uh, he covers two schools. I help him because we have so many classes to teach. And so Friday he's on another project, so I'm in teaching uh, uh, at Naples Park. And we teach everything from citizenship to bullying, gun safety. Tomorrow I'm teaching uh, tobacco and drugs, just the first part of it. This because it's only fourth graders. In the fifth grade we have a much broader, much more aggressive program uh, that is much more in-depth. So, so I'm able to influence, have some influence on some of these kids. I go to the lunchroom, I hang out with them, and they tell you, you find out a lot of things, you know. <laughs> but it's a good thing, because when these kids, you know, the kids, some of the kids that I've, that I've, that know me very well uh, over the years, now they're, you know, they're probably in college. So maybe they have, if they were to uh, have a confrontation of some type with a deputy, hopefully maybe they'll remember back that, you know, the deputies are just, like my father, my grandfather, we just wear a uniform and do a little different job. I think it's a terrific story. And the idea of taking your business experience and jumping into a totally new profession, so to speak. It is different, yeah. But it's, it, you're still dealing with people. Like when I do, I'm a ham, okay? I love doing presentations. So the other day I was doing a presentation and the computer in the room went bad and I went, uh-oh. So I had a dance through it. You know, you're right, tap dance through a half hour. Well, I figured these kids have never seen it before, so it was, they don't know what mistakes I'm going to make, right? Because it's new to right, them right, and whatnot. Right. And then, fortunately, the computer came on in about, 20, about 15 minutes. But I think that, well, for perfect example was it in Massachusetts uh, just uh, the other day. Uh, a small town in Massachusetts started a program where every Friday the deputies would come to the school and they would high-five the kids and get some interaction. The program was canceled after a very short time because they thought that um, it, was, uh, it could frighten minority students. Um, it could make minority students feel very uncomfortable. And I'm going, that's not true because I deal with, I deal with all these kids, you know? I mean, they see me off-duty because I police where I live in, um, where Eva lives, I, li I live in North Naples. So I see these kids in uniform, out of uniform, and whatnot, and they'll come up to me. So that's a good, you know, all those things are positive. So there may, I, it's unfortunate that this little town, for whatever reason, is, uh, but I think we're very lucky that we have this program here. Yeah. It, it sounds like, it's almost as if you're, when you're out on the street, you're running your own small business. Yeah, in a way you are, in a way you are. Yeah, because, you know, first of all, you don't know what you're going to meet. But when you, you know, you have to stop and get a drink water. You have to stop and put gas in your car. Make yourself available to people. Now, you know, with all the terrible things going on, you had uh, some months ago, I was on the street that day that Dallas, the shooting of the five cops, came down. We happened to go in uh, to drop off some paperwork, and the sergeant, you know, and then there was a call we were going off on, which go in the woods and get somebody. 
Uh, and um, it was like, did we take our shotguns? I was like, no, it's going to change it. The people that are going to see us, who are in the park, see us go through the park, would wonder what was going on. We didn't take them. You can't, you, you can't become paranoid. You have to. Your antenna is a little, a little higher and a little sharper, maybe, but you cannot, you cannot look at every person that's going to be a threat. You can't do that. Then you lose, you know, you lose the community. And we have a good relationship for the most part in this community. With everything that you've learned so far in the number of years you've been a deputy, after having been in business for a number of years, what would you say is the most important thing or things that you would recommend to a business person to do or consider in their business or for someone who's thinking of starting a new business? What elements from business and from your deputy life have you found to be the most important elements? Organized. Organization. When I leave the house, I, everything has got to be in the same place it was yesterday. I check everything before I go to the house. I, I, I check my taser. I run my battery to make sure I have 90% in that battery. I don't want a failure. Um, every day when I come home, I unload my weapons uh, in the garage. And I also check them again when I get upstairs, just to make sure, right? You know the old saying, measure twice, cut once? That's a, I mean, the businesses sometimes, um, their instincts are wonderful, but I think you have to go beyond instincts. You have to be prepared. Preparation and being organized. You have to be organized. But, you know, when I leave the house, my boots, maybe that's the military, my boots are spit-shined, my uniforms always have creases, um, everything is polished the way it should be. Your physical presence alone should be a deterrent. You shouldn't have to go. You should not, if you present yourself right, your physical presence alone, if you do it properly and with respect, will get compliance the majority of times. Even from people that, quite frankly, are not happy to see you. Hmm. Ernie, both in the career you have now in law enforcement and in your career in business, are there people who have been particularly beneficial to you and for you? And is the, is the relationship with people who can be mentoring to you so important in business and in law enforcement? Good question. I think that the most important thing in my life uh, that enabled me uh, to transfer from Texas to New York for promotions, you know, back to Washington, and then going off on an entirely, you know, different career uh, in, LA, in, in law enforcement uh, is my wife, Kathy. I mean, without that support, and she's also like my biggest fan, uh, and I'm hers. Um, so without her, I was joking with her the other night. I said, you know, honey, if I didn't meet you, because when I met her, I was going back to Vietnam. I had an opportunity to go back. And she said, if you do that, I'm not staying with you. Um, she said, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going through that. Uh, so I'd probably be living in a box under a bridge or something, you know. Uh, so yeah, the most, important, the most important aspect is the support of those that you care about and who care about you. Because with that, you can accomplish all. I mean, there's no end to what you can accomplish. 74 years old, Ernie Durso. A retired publisher now in law enforcement, former businessman taking some of the techniques he's learned in business into his new career and having 
new techniques that he's learned that he could take into his new business that I'm sure he's going to start in another few years. Oh, I'm going to go to cruising. <laughs> cruising is good. I love cruising. Terrific to see you. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. So, guys and gals, thank you very much for listening. And remember, SCORE is always there for you with free, ongoing, continuing help and advice for your startup or your existing business. At SCORE Naples, we have over 60 outstanding business experts ready to help you. Check out our podcast site, bizcastonline.com, for new podcasts or previous podcasts that are held in our archives. There's no better deal around. So long for now.